Control Structure Episode 21, Protein for the Cats, for April 9th, 2013, with hosts Andrew Bailey and Christopher Thompson. And now, when is a pear an apple? Big week? Huge week. So, yeah, I got a car. Nice. So it's final. Yep. So you gave up your truck and got a car. Well, it's kind of a stretch to say that the truck was mine, since uh, it was registered in my mom's name, and I was Uh. technically borrowing it for about three and a half years across state lines. (laughs) So... Yeah. So, yeah, it was a pretty sweet deal I had going on there. Uh, She would pay the insurance, and I would pay everything else and not wreck it. She paid the insurance? Yep. Wow, that is a very sweet deal. Um, As far as I heard, it was only liability or something. So... Hmm. Plus, when I went over to visit... uh, you know, I would usually be nice and let her drive it if she wanted to. <laughs> Hi, Mom. Interesting. So, anyways, uh, how's your week been? Um, just you know, the calm before the storm of a release weekend. Ah. Uh, Actually, no, I lied. It's not the calm of the storm. It's a tornado. <laughs> the um, calm of the storm will be Sunday. Um, after the release. How about the eye of the hurricane? That works. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been so long since we did a podcast. It's been about eight days. Wow. Oh, yeah, we did it on Monday last week. Yes, back when we were called Apple Structure. Yep. <laughs> Oh, that was such a good episode. Yeah, I... How many lies did we tell? Well, I for one got rid of all my Apple crap because I realized it was all a sham. And bought back all of my old stuff. Good garbage... garbage dumping? No, I pawned it... Dumpster diving? Uh, well... Thankfully, I, at least I had, you know, my Raspberry Pi still lying around. But, uh, I pawned off all the Apple stuff on some poor schmuck. So. <laughs> so. Anyways, uh, even though that We Are Not The Gadget Show, your Kickstarter of the week, uh, is very, uh, cool. And, you know, it's just really sensible. Can you tell us about that? Sure, I can sum it up in three words. Solar USB cell. Wow, so how does this work? Absolutely no idea. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, considering it has solar panels, I would say that the solar panels charge some sort of a battery which then charges the USB port. Yeah, it seems very sensible. Yep, I haven't actually read any of the descriptions or anything yet. Well, I when I uh, saw that you posted this in the show notes, I uh, you know checked it out, and uh, it is, I gotta say, it is one of the most unique and thought out things ever. I mean, it's one of those. Why has no one done this before? Um. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this. Uh, Let's see, what is his name? Joshua Zimmerman uh, from Brown Dog Gadgets in Milwaukee. Um, apparently, he's this uh, middle school teacher that uh, you know likes to experiment around with solar cells and stuff. And uh, he runs this uh, gadget company. And it seems that his uh, most popular products were uh, things to power USB uh, things. Since, you know, like a lot of phones and even Raspberry Pis uh, run off of USB. Uh, True. So, 
he essentially, you know, wanted to, you know, expand this a little bit. So he's uh, reached out here on Kickstarter, and he basically has three models. Um, let's say, well, they're just, you know, basically the same construction. They're like simple fold-out, sort of like in canvas fabric or something uh, that has, you know, solar cells and a USB port on one end. And there's uh, 5 watts, which provides one amp at 5 volts, uh, a 7 watt model, which provides an amp and a half, and 10 watt, which provides two amps to a single USB port. So, uh, this is, uh, you know, widely useful for, uh, you know, things off the grid. Uh, he mostly targets this towards uh, people like hikers and campers and, you know, people who have gadgets but uh, aren't necessarily by an outlet at, uh, you know, any given time. Mm-hmm. I could definitely see this being helpful. Yeah. yeah. Even for my father, who goes hiking a lot. So, I mean, if you go hiking in a place that still has a cell phone reception. So... Um, you'd be quite you'd be quite surprised where you can get cell phone reception these days. So um everywhere but the office office. <laughs> so uh I believe it looks like he's uh nine days into this. Or no wait, it started on the second, so it'll be seven days. Um yep. uh, let's see, he had a five thousand dollar goal. It is currently at sixty-seven thousand six hundred seventy-three dollars. Yep. So, hmm. and, I, and I'm thinking about uh, chipping in a hundred and fifty uh, bucks for the ten watt model, and he also has uh, like charger packs, which are essentially batteries uh, with USB ports on them. Um, so the ten watt solar cell with. Uh, uh, ten thousand milliamp hours, uh, battery pack. Hmm. So, with this, I thought, well, maybe you could power a Raspberry Pi off of that. And I got looking, and apparently there are uh, monitors that you can run off of USB, so you can have a complete Raspberry Pi system running just off of the solar cell and battery pack. In theory. Hmm. In theory. How does that do with... Uh, have you found... How how would you handle memory? Uh, Raspberry Pi uses an SD card. Ah. Uh, okay. So, and I'm not sure if, uh, like, how a... Like, an external hard drive would work. Um... Like, I haven't really looked at how many watts or how many milliamps a, you know, two-and-a-half-inch external hard drive would uh, eat up. Holy crap. That's a big... Oh, dear. Look, this is a computer science podcast. That's a bad word. You don't want to say that. No, I have a big... crawling up the side. Ah, don't say that word! (laughs) So give me a moment while I go capture it. Okay. I can feed it to my cats. Yummy protein. And also it's just freaking me out. I'm not sure that was the best idea. Oh well I got it. So I will be back. Watch for cars.
That one we won't be seeing anymore. Well, that's good. I can uh, mark it now as resolved. Yep. Unless if it crawls back up out of the toilet. So, um, now for this week's installment of LOL North Korea. <laughs> so, you remember, uh, Anonymous? Say that again? So, you remember Anonymous? Who forget Anonymous? Uh, you know, all those, uh, hackers that are so mad. I, 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 I know, I know who they are. So, apparently, they broke into North Korea's uh, Flickr and Twitter accounts and portrayed Dear Leader as the fat pig that he, that he actually is. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, I, this is one of the anonymous actions that I approve of. Same here. So, you know, he's, he's saying things like, you know, yeah, he. Yeah, he really wants to kill everyone. Um, so, you know, this reminds me a lot of some other enemy, and I was thinking, you know, what if we put them together? Uh, North Korea versus the Taliban. Who would win? I'm starting to think that this could be a stalemate that could last for centuries. Well. Well, I have to do it in a TV show kind of format. Yes. We, we would have to carefully evaluate each strategy. Hmm. I could definitely see at least five or six seasons coming out of it. Yeah, um... Call Hollywood! Let's see, North Korea has rockets. But then the Taliban live in caves and uh, make roadside bombs. Well, North Korea's rockets aren't that accurate yet. That's very true. So, um, yeah, hide your. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm not even sure they can hit a bomb bomb point blank range <laughs> while inside of it. <laughs> 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 that was good. Uh, so, uh, hide your websites, hide your Apache, because they be hacking everyone out here. So, apparently, there's a uh, Apache vulnerability uh, that has been uh, exploiting about 20,000 websites. Uh, let's see, apparently, uh, Dark Leech exposes visitors to potent malware exploits. Interesting. So, can you tell? Um, let's see, I read this, but then I forgot about it since this was, like, last week. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you, uh, run Apache, uh, keep up to date. Mm. You know, it seems like lately more and more exploits are being found. Or we were just paying more and more attention. Uh, maybe both. So, hey, did you hear about Google Fiber? I did hear about Google Fiber. It's coming to Austin! Yay! Yay! I don't live in Austin. Uh, well, you're closer to it than I am. So... Well, uh, yeah, I am. Because <laughs> I'm not in Kentucky. Indeed. Um, so just this morning, uh, there is a press conference, and apparently... Uh, Google Fiber is going to expand from Kansas City. So, uh, unfortunately, I don't think that this will mean that YouTube will, be will get better. No, I think it's going to get worse. Yeah, but you know what's even worse than that? AT&T saying that they wanted to do it too? Well, uh, I don't really think that that will be much of anything. But, uh... You know, the unfortunate thing is, is that Google Fiber is shutting down at some indeterminate point in the future. So be sure to get all your data out of it while you can. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, so, poor Google. So, uh... Google itself shutting down. Hmm. Well, I think they still got uh, hundreds of more things that they want to do and shut down first, so... 
I mean, sounds if, good. If if they shut down Google, then you you know shut down the root of the tree. So like nothing else can happen at that point. You know they can shut down a lot more things if they don't shut down Google. True. So well, it'll be interesting when they shut down YouTube. Yep. And so. Gmail. Mm-hmm. And, and Google search. Docs. And web search. So, uh, mm-hmm. as as uh, Chris mentioned, uh, AT and T says that uh, they want to do Gigabit in Austin as well. But then again, this is AT and T. They uh, serve huge tracts of land uh, that they really don't care in upgrading. And uh, if they do upgrade it, it they charge like a, an absurd fortune to get it. So no one's really holding their breath on this. Hmm. Well, from Google, F U N F L F. National security letters. So yeah, Google wants to shut down national security letters. And uh, is this another one of the things? Uh, no, this is actually a government thing. Um, let's see, I believe it's from the. Uh, see, I forget which department. Like something about national security, obviously. But um, so Google here- fights U.S. national security probe data demand. So apparently how these uh, things work is that, uh, like, I believe, you know, like a department like the CIA or something would send one of these national security letters to Google uh, requesting data about, you know, uh, whatever. And it's not signed by a judge or anything. It's not a legal document, you know, as signed by a court official. It just says fork us, fork over the data, and you can't talk about it. Hmm. Interesting. So it's a fit. It's sort of like a warrant, but with absolutely no judicial oversight whatsoever. Uh, the abusal of power. Exactly. So. Oh. So. Um, Man. So yeah. I've been breaking out of this dirty thing. Oh, for those of you who can't see, um, Chris is holding up one of those water filters that you stick in a fridge that it drips down through. And apparently at work, uh, there's one of those, and yeah, it gets pretty dirty. Right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, well. Speaking of water, I uh, got a few gallon milk jugs and uh, came back from Ohio with gallon milk jugs filled with water from my hometown, just because it's so much better than the water here. You don't say. I do say. Well, is it better than Utah's water? Uh, much better. It's almost indistinguishable from bottled water. Nice. Huh. Oh. So, anyways, um, Google says, fork you, WebKit, and uh, is uh, is, uh, establishing, or rather naming the the browsing engine that powers Chrome uh, to Blink. So, uh, Google is formally separating ties between it and WebKit, uh, which is the engine that has been powering Chrome up until now. Um, I guess it's time for me to get off Chrome. Really? Yeah. Because, well, Firefox reaches version 20. Really? Yeah. So, So, time for me to get off Chrome. Hmm. I I think Firefox has matured back into a nice, sweet girl. From the obese girl it used to be. <laughs> so, yeah, and soon uh, Firefox's version number will be more than Chrome's. Oh, time to download Firefox. 
So yeah, uh, Firefox is now on version 20. Uh, let me fire up Chrome and see what its version number is. It is at uh, version 26. Oh, look, Chrome is updating. Anyways. Yeah, uh, it's updating to you. Yep, 26. So, and uh, let's see, I forget uh, what Chrome was at uh, number-wise when uh, Firefox started to uh, you know do their rapid release program. But they, the uh, gap has narrowed quite a bit. So, um, uh, so along with uh, Google saying uh, goodbye to WebKit, remember Opera? <laughs> they, they said that they were moving to... <laughs> that Opera? Yeah, uh, the browser, that is. Um, was, was that Squirrel's Opera? Yes. Ah, so, okay. you know, the thing that he uses on uh, Debian? So, sure. So, um, uh, Opera said it was moving to WebKit, uh, but now it looks like it'll be moving to Blink and uh, says hell yeah about it. So, mm. uh, I also have, uh, let's see, uh, Google also posted some uh, FAQs uh, about Blink and its uh, transition. And I have uh, a web page here that sort of explains some of the bullshit away. Explain some of the bullshit away? Yes. Ooh, Firefox. So, uh, I thought that was a little entertaining read. So, and uh, not to be outdone, uh, Mozilla is working with Samsung on a new browser engine called Servo. So, hmm. it looks like this is will be the uh, thing that will be replacing Gecko, which is the uh, current uh, engine that powers Firefox. So, it's... Uh, if I recall, it's one of the older engines that powers uh, web browsers today. Um, so, a, you know, a new... A uh, thing built from the ground up, uh, I believe, would be uh, very useful and uh, powerful. Yep. Could so. be, but it will have some airs, as always. Man, Firefox looks so bland. Well, does it look blander than Chrome? No, my Chrome looks absolutely beautiful. Well, it might just be the theme. Yep. So, uh, Mozilla asks, uh, what can you do for Mozilla? And uh, yeah, goes through, you know, uh, any certain uh, languages that you like. And if not, you can say uh, not interested. Uh, you know, you can just keep on clicking through until you find something that you want. Then you say, yeah, this interests me. And then it can tell you, you know, what you can do. That uh, you know uses what you like, so you can. No, I've 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 just been going through the languages, <laughs> and I can't find anything that interests me. Uh, see, I think I swear I saw at one point C sharp, but I might have been mistaken. You know, it probably was C plus plus C Python Rust. A new system programming language created by Mozilla. So that might that might be something interesting to talk about in an, an interview. I'm sorry, I'm a little bit rusty on my rust. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, do you remember talking about the new top-level domains? Yeah. So. Um, apparently they may pose a security hazard, um, especially... You don't say. Especially with SSL certificates uh, uh, that are issued to uh, internal company servers. So, uh, with uh, suffixes like .corp, .bank, and .ads, you know, there may be a... You know, there may be machines on internal corporate networks uh, that have these uh, names that end with these 
and uh, you know someone else could have a public domain name like that, and uh, it could uh, coerce a user into handing over sensitive information. Of course, this is a at this point it's a rather remote uh, possi- you know, possibility of that happening. Well, it could still happen. Yes. Official from PayPal and a group of certification are warning. Mm-hmm. So, this will be interesting huh. to see how that comes out. Yep. So. Huh. So, you remember Python? Yep. So, you can now start learning little bits of it in the browser. Hmm, I'll definitely have to check into Python Monk. Yep. So, you know, for those of you who are unfamiliar with Python, uh, it is a very, uh, you know, very straightforward kind of programming language. In fact, if you don't know how to program, this might be a good good point to start with. Hmm. So, and... And before you ask, no, this does not use the uh, Python JavaScript implementation. It, uh, I believe it uses Ajax calls. Okay. Well, I will definitely start learning it. Well, have you heard about Val and NVIDIA presenting port sourcing to Linux Val lesson learned and release slides? Yes, I did hear about this. So. Cool. And I see you wrote a comment. I actually understand a lot of that. Can you try explain so I don't have to open up the link? <laughs> sure. So, uh, if you recall, I I once upon a time did a lot of well, did a lot, did a little bit of OpenGL and studied how uh, graphics uh, are rendered, and uh, it's surprisingly, uh, you know, I understood quite a bit of it. So. Uh, you know, it goes into talking about optimizations and, uh, you know, like certain certain methods that you should call and should not call. And, uh, you know, the differences between OpenGL and DirectX especially. So, uh, hmm. believe it or not, uh, let's see, I shouldn't say DirectX, but rather uh, Direct3D. Uh, because DirectX is a whole family of APIs that does a whole lot more than just graphics. So interesting. So if you're, uh, you know, if you're ever curious about, uh, you know, like a new graphics card says, you know, uh, this is a Direct 3D 12 13 dot whatever card. You know, there's certain features that are enabled for every level and you know this is you know sort of ties in with that so <laughs> so if you're interested in graphics uh check that out interesting well can you also tell me about this ubuntu wearing wing tail into I sure. beta so speaking Sorry, of I'm trying I'm trying not to butcher my lines <laughs> So, uh, speaking of Linux, um, in fact, Valve uh, really wants to port their stuff over to Linux, uh, specifically Ubuntu. Uh, The next uh, edition of Ubuntu uh, going to be released later this month called Raring Ringtail uh, finally enters beta, uh, but the Windows installer thing is uh, disabled, and they essentially blame Windows 8 on this. So it's, uh, I've never actually used the Windows installer, but it's apparently a dual boot kind of thing. So, but, uh, you don't have to, uh, create another partition on your drive to do it. Interesting. So, and, uh, apparently some members of this network, uh, say that Python 3 is not a real language and that it doesn't exist. Well, what? Yes. Um, so, I uh, just want to remind you that Canonical uh, will, uh, at some point, only ship uh, Ubuntu with Python 3. 
However, Python 2 will still be available in the repositories, but you have to go and download that. So take that squirrel. Ah. URLs are for people. I'm glad you think that. So. So, uh, have you noticed URLs, like how they're butchered sometimes? Especially on uh, Amazon and eBay? It's no. usually it's usually just a long ID string or something with a whole bunch of query parameters. Yes. So, you know, URLs are meant to you know help people uh, you know direct people to a resource on a web server. Uh, so, when they're really indistinguishable IDs or with a lot of query parameters, it sort of defeats that purpose. Uh, that you know, URLs are made for people and not machines. Uh, you know, True. Completely ignoring the fact that there are ways to encode the information that you want in a URL that will, you know, convey the information that you want. Correct. And, and besides, you can always hide it on on the browser end. Uh, and you got and you got hidden fields, and you got cookies. Definitely. Come on. So, so say you got uh, a URL. Uh, example.org slash furniture slash desk chairs slash Herman Miller mirror chair. So, you know, what if you want to look at uh, the chairs category, you can pretty much, you know, chop off the end of that. And if you want to look at the whole furniture section, you can chop off everything down to the furniture. Correct. That's how URLs are ideally supposed to work. Yep. Uh-huh. And it goes uh, in into uh, you know how Google does a web search, in that it tacks on a whole bunch of query parameters at the end, when a vastly uh, narrowed search you know URL will give the exact same page. So, uh, for those of you who uh, have checked out my GitHub and uh, checked out my blog online, at least, you notice that, uh, you know, I sort of take this URL thing to heart and uh, have, you know, very sensible URLs. Well, you should you should live what you preach. Yes. And I sort of ate my soup there with the, uh, the S-crypt and with the password hashing. So, can you tell me about 17? Sure. As before, um, April the 23rd, 2013, you were not able, anybody that was under 18 was not legally able to go to this site. Even though it is for teenagers who are under 18. Typically sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, I mean it's so, it's called you know seventeen, and this is a magazine. Correct. So this is uh, sort of really retarded in that uh, you know a large portion of its demographic uh, was not legally able to uh, access this site, and especially with something as dangerous as the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act, this can be very dangerous. Correct, but I think I think they're still going to go to it regardless. So it was uh, recently changed. So now that you know, seventeen-year-olds can actually access the their uh, favorite magazine's website. So how did they get that changed? I guess some lawyer said so. Some lawyer said so. Yeah, that's usually what terms of use are based on. So, so let me ask you a question. Uh, when is a pear an apple? When is a pear an apple? Yes. When it is in my mouth? Hmm. Maybe. I have a pear and I have an apple and I eat them for lunch. Good for you. Let's see. How many servings of fruit are you supposed to have every day? I have no idea, but this is a big pear, and these are big apples. So, 
anyways, uh, someone on Super User uh, has this PNG that, uh, let's see, in Chrome and Firefox, it shows up as a pear. But in anything else, it displays as an apple. And he's wondering how this could be. And, uh... Essentially, I'm so glad I just downloaded Firefox. <laughs> so uh, save it to your desktop or open it in Internet Explorer or something. You know, I just opened it in uh, Firefox. And I'm seeing the pair more clearly, but in Chrome I can see a, a fade of the apple. Hmm. Maybe I'm doing it wrong. Let's see. I'm looking at this in Internet Explorer 10. And I'm seeing a pair. Well, okay, in my Internet Explorer, I see half of an apple and half of a pear. Interesting. Yeah, but overall, I think I need to kind of do like a screenshot of this. In Opera, I see a pair. But I, I, I will admit, even just by itself, it definitely is interesting. So this uh, image is actually sort of two images and it seems that the uh, excuse me it seems that the uh, the trick behind this is uh, a gamma value so uh, it apparently different uh, you know different viewers uh, interpret it or uh, catch this value separately Let's see, the image contains a gamma chunk specifying a file gamma value of 0.02. When displayed without gamma correction, the viewer sees an apple with white pixels interspersed, which are actually the pair at its original high intensity. When displayed with gamma correction, the viewer sees a color-corrected pair with black pixels, which are actually the apple rendered at a much lower gamma value. Browsers which display the pair are showing the image using the gamma information provided with it, while the browsers which display the apple are not using this gamma information. So, and uh, now that he says so, I can sort of see a very ghostly outline of a pair in the apple. Uh, I am about to send you my image. And then you can tell me what you think. Because I just did it on three different browsers, too. And I get one that... Okay, I need to make sure I send you the right one. Alright, there we go. Okay. Ah, oh, come on. PNG, really? <laughs> ah. Three minutes, one let minute. Me, let me try that again. Uh, save that uh, pair image to the desktop, and then open it up with, uh, you know, like save as JPEG. <laughs> pair. Okay, so what is the middle one? Um, Internet Explorer. Uh, which version? Let me go find out. Maybe eight. But. Uh, in in the Apple image, you can sort of see a very faint outline of a pair within the Windows, Apple. Windows uh, 9. Oh. So it looks like uh, IE 10 is not so crap after all. Nope. <laughs> very interesting test. You yes. should you should send you should send me what you have also. Uh, I just see the pair. You see the pair across all boards? Yep. Uh, however, if I save it to desktop and open it with my favorite uh, image viewer, uh, Irfan View, uh, I see the apple. <laughs> uh, let's see. I wonder what yeah. GIMP says. The picture is... Uh, GIMP gives me the apple. You know, when I open it in Windows Photo Viewer, it's the exact same as IE9. It gives you the apple? And the pear. <laughs> Both? Yeah. Okay, wow. you, 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 you see in my picture how you can see the apple 
and then the pear kind of faint outline. Yes, that's that's what I'm talking that about. That is exactly what I see in Windows Photo Viewer. Well, uh, that's that's the apple that we're talking about here. I thought we were getting an absolute like clear apple. Well, uh, if you go, if you scroll down to the first answer here, it gives you the pear and the apple. Okay. So it is a very, uh, very intriguing form of, I think it's called stenography. Hmm. So you could, in theory, you could probably encode information like this. Ooh, nice. I love, I love the, if you scroll down even a little further, they give you how to do this. Mm-hmm. And they use, and they use one of my favoritest animes. Lucky Star. Oh, that thing. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, are you good at math? No. Nope. Uh, good, because neither am I. But, uh, you know, even though some people uh, call us scientists, uh, like my dad, um, some people think that scientists are really good at math. And you don't really need to be good at math to be good at science. You mean just like we think Jews are good good with money? Oh, don't fool yourself. They're not good with money. And how Mexicans work hard? Mm, yeah, definitely that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh... So, you know... I have an article here from the Wall Street Journal that uh, you know as you know says something that you know always loved science but was sort of crap at math, but he found out that you know you don't need math to be good at science and that only very certain you know specific fields deal with math. So, I mean, if you push the button and the rocket explodes, you did something wrong. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and uh, someone in my church came up to me one time and was like, oh, you're a programmer, you only deal with zeros and ones all day. How, you know, how hard can that be? It's like, actually, we don't deal with zeros and ones. We try to stay away from that crap. <laughs> you know, after all, we are still people. So. You know, you know, one of the sad things is, even at work, I'm still regarded as a computer geek because I can fix anybody's stuff that's computers, including the people who go to school for computers. Yep. So, uh, you don't have any solid state drives, do you? A what? Solid state drives, SSDs. No. Well, uh, I have been pining for one of those new terabyte ones that are coming out. Oh, good. Because uh, Crucial has launched the M500 series with capacities in 120, 240, 480, and 960 gigabytes. Hmm. So. But $600. Yes, uh, 960 giga gigabyte SSD for $600. So, uh, apparently this is on sale right now at your local Newegg and Amazon. So. Cool. So, uh, as for me right now, my, uh, uh, Vertex 4, uh, 512 is doing quite well. So, uh, most, mostly filled up with Steam games at the moment, uh, most of which I haven't touched yet. <laughs> as, as we discussed yeah, yeah. on, as we discussed on the Fringe last time. So, um, yep, just about any time now you can go ahead and, uh, fire away on an SSD and feel comfortable about it. The, uh, 480 gigabyte uh, edition sells for four hundred dollars, uh, which is just about the price I paid for mine about nine months ago. 
<laughs> so they they've sort of stopped falling, you know, like the rain, I guess. Make makes sense. Yep. So can you tell me about EA? Yep. They won again, second year in the row. Got a wonderful achievement of being the worst company ever. Yay! Wait, you're talking about electronic arts, right? Huh? You're talking about electronic arts, right? What other EAs are there? Hmm. I'm pretty sure Wikipedia and Go- or Google would know. But anyways, uh, we're talking about well, the... Well, let's go Google real quick. Type in EA. And what do we get? Electronic Arts, Electronic Arts, Electronic Arts, Electronic Arts, Electronic Arts, Electronic Arts. agent. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> so... Uh, we're talking about the uh, second largest video game publisher in the world hmm. that uh, has made a very sad series of missteps and uh, you know even beat out uh, other perennial favorites like Comcast, Ticketmaster, Bank of America, and uh, Comcast. Did I mention Comcast? Yes, twice, but it deserved it. <laughs> yes. So, uh, according to the, uh, uh, to the, uh, in this poll here, it looks like Apple is worse than Microsoft. Wow. And, and, and I'm reading this right, EA took 78% of the votes? It wouldn't surprise me. It looked like they were going up against Bank of America. I mean... Alright, yeah, he, EA, 77.53%, Bank of America, 22.47%. I mean, you know, granted, EA is a bad company, but it didn't start a financial crisis. I will grant that, yes. But the people on the internet who actually pay attention to this stuff are most likely gamers. Yep. Who have already chosen a new bank. <laughs> yeah, go to a credit union. So, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, you know, the game quality, you know, is sort of hit and miss. And then there's, like, complete disasters like SimCity 5. <laughs> or, excuse me, SimCity. And nothing else. Yep. So, yep. Hmm. So, do you want to talk about the comic from Critical Myth? Yes. So, you know, just, uh, you know, hearing this news today, I was on uh, The Escapist and uh, read a comic here that, uh, you know, two guys are hanging out and, you know, one of them says, you know, maybe we should draw... uh, uh, see, this was back in 2010. Maybe we should, you know, have someone from EA eating a baby. And the other guy says, well, they're not that evil. And then stuff happened. 2013. Maybe I'm thinking we should do a strip with EA, an EA exec eating a baby. Just one? Hell yeah. Babies are expensive. And filling. Uh, no, I mean just one executive? so and this uh comes you know sort of on the heels of a statement by uh uh, peter moore that says you know i think we can do better (coughs) i can't tell if that was a sarcastic cough you know when you swallow your saliva and it goes down the wrong pipe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what happened. <coughs> I'm uh, sorry. Ah, uh, poor muffin. <sighs> I think I'm alive. 
<sighs> so, anyways. Right, you okay there? Right. Yep, I'm okay. alive. All right. So, um, so do you have a Microsoft account? I'm pretty I sure, sure do. you do. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you do because we're both using Skype right now. Um, two-factor <laughs> authentication is coming to Microsoft accounts. Two-factors? Yep. So what does that mean? So uh, I have this set up also on my Google account, and I believe it's set up on my Steam account too. Uh, you, you know how Steam, uh, when you log into a new computer, how you know you uh, put in your password and then it emails you a code that you have to put in? Correct. Yeah, that's what two-factor authentication is. Hmm. That would not be half bad, actually. Yeah, I can see. The only thing I'm worried about is my email account getting hacked. Yep. Uh, actually, I'm not. I take that back. If it goes to the phone via text message, but then what happens when text message starts getting intercept? Well, we'll worry about that when it comes. So, and uh, also. At least on Google, that you can go in there and you can get ten one-use codes that you can write down. And you know, if you don't have your phone with you or something else, that you know you have you know a set of ten codes which you can enter in when you need to. Hmm. You know, I think you're more likely to. Oh, okay. No, knowing the average idiot you, that they would probably put them on their phone. <laughs> but I could definitely see that being useful in, say, a wallet or something. Yeah, and considering that Hotmail accounts are one of the most frequently hacked, along with uh, Steam accounts and Battle.net accounts and Twitter you, accounts. You know, on, on, on Hotmail account getting hacked, one of my Hotmail accounts was actually hacked, and then I re-got into it. It was, and it, it was very lucky that it happened to be set up on my phone also. Because, ah. I mean, they, they completely changed all my settings. Like all the security questions and stuff like that. Ah. But I was able to rechange the password back and get all those settings back. Of course, new. And then they rehacked it, and then I rehacked it. <laughs> and since and since then, they have not guessed my new password. So, did you go insane with like twenty characters or something? No, I I went only with five characters. Really? Yeah. So, uh, and and I think I have changed it since then a few dozen times. <laughs> Good man. Yep. Probably so, about time I need to change it again. What we were talking about, uh, do you know about Wolfram Alpha? Yes, I do. It's a mathematical website that does stuff. So, like uh, graphs and plots and stuff. So, apparently, people have gone in and, uh, you know, created uh, curves that, you know, actually represent people. That, you know, mm. when drawn, you know, look like Barack Obama. And uh, Fidel Castro and stuff. Hmm. Well, somebody had too much time on their hands. Somebody. You mean people? Like it seems like a lot of people did this. 
Yes, people have too much time on their hand. Not just one. So, um, let's see. I think I might have mentioned this uh, recently on a, on a previous episode, but uh, there is a uh, download script for the Nexus.tv. You can download all of the podcasts with a simple Handy's Bash script. But uh, over this uh, past week, I ported that to PowerShell. So now all you people that, you know, are unwilling to move to Linux or somehow run Linux or Bash or something uh, can now run the script in Windows. And now I can mm. do the same thing. Interesting. Well, let's see how this works. So you can go ahead. So I, I, I open it up. What do I do next? So you opened up the .ps1, correct? .ps1, .ps1. TNT download .ps1. TNT download Ah, here we are. PS1. So... Alright. You can go ahead and copy that, put it in a file. Let's see... Or, no, you just click raw. And then uh, save that. And then uh, run that in PowerShell. Um, I believe I have the command right there on the third line. So, the I'm sort of completely new to PowerShell, and I hope that I didn't do anything that was worthy of the daily WTF on this. <laughs> um, well... I don't even have PowerShell. Can you run it in a batch script? Um, PowerShell comes with Windows 7. Hmm. And you have Windows 7, right? Yes, I do. Good. So, uh, you know, just go ahead and uh, run that in a directory, and uh, all the uh, show files will appear in that uh, directory and subdirectories therein. So all the at the Nexus episodes will be in a ATN folder uh, because it defaults to uh, the Ryan style, uh, which puts all the shows in their own subfolder. Hmm. Well, I will definitely look at it. So if you disable Ryan style, it shovels it all into one directory. Kind of like what you did? Yep. So... Hmm. Thank yous. Yep. Podcast questions. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, no one sent us anything. Uh, but appreciate. if you appreciate, but if you would like to send us something to appreciate, uh, you, you go ahead and use the contact function. So, and don't forget, today is International Backup Awareness Day. So, back up your stuff every day. And you know. I'm actually getting trouble for this at work for backing up too much of my stuff. That I can't. That I'm taking up so much space that nobody else can back up their stuff. <laughs> well, what kinds of stuff do you back up at work? My email. Hmm. You must be a pretty popular guy. Well, I'm only I'm only running about sixty gigs of email right now. <laughs> <laughs> so. And uh, also, uh, every once in a while, check to see if your backups can restore. Because that why, is... Why would you want to do that? It's testing. QA. I mean, it's, it's, it's good that you're backing up, but you need to make sure that they'll work. Uh, I, I, I think just let the disaster happen when it happens. Well, you might want to do a, you know have a, you know, stage your own mini-disaster. Mini like, for instance, you know, copy the files back and forth off the disk, uh, you know, completely every once in a while. So, or, uh, like me, if, uh, you know, with your blog, or my blog, rather, you know, uh, fire up a new instance every now and then and restore your stuff into it. So... Hmm... Uh, anyways, uh, looks like you're going to be having a release weekend, so that... Yep. 
So you'll be busy this week. Yes, I week, week will. End, rather. So and it looks like I'll be donating blood this weekend because uh, the uh, local blood bank here in Pittsburgh is giving away uh, baseball tickets. And, you know, even, nice. even though I'm not a big sports guy, you know, it's something that I can do with my daddy. You know, on my blood donation cards, I only have four slots left before I need a new card. Nice. Yeah. I've gone way too many times. <laughs> well, One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Twelve times since four... Since two years ago, actually. Hmm. 4-2-11 was the first time I went underneath this card. Hmm. And I've gone 12 times, so that's six I... times in a year. Um, what about the one from Newmont? You know, that was the longest time I've ever had to sit there and get blood was like an hour. Because they um, could not get my blood out. Yeah, you might have wanted to see a doctor about that. Well, I don't know what the problem was, because out here my blood came out just fine. Hmm. Well, granted, oh, they had to, they had to I, find the vein a little. I think I know why. It's because you're not listening to Lucky Star all the time. No, no, I don't think that's the reason. I still <laughs> listen to it all the time. <laughs> Or no, so Bobby's I, not around. That could be the reason. <laughs> he was always a strange kind of person. Yes. He was a good friend. Uh, anyways, um, that looks to be just about it here. Yep. Um, well, I guess before we close, I do have a table for sale for $40. I do have a HeroScape collection for sale for $50, and I have a golf set collection for sale for $35. You said you had a table collection? No, I have a table for sale, and I have a HeroScape. Because everything you said there was a collection. Oh, not the table. (laughs) But if anybody wants to buy, please contact Control Structure. So, uh, yeah, during my uh, uh, week last week on vacation, I sort of went crazy and started cleaning out my apartment. Uh, I donated 11 pairs of shoes. Nice. Um, So the couches are cleaned off, the kitchen counters cleaned off, the bathroom medicine cabinets cleaned out, uh, the desk is a work in progress, Um, still need to... Still, that, that will never get done. Give it up. Uh, yeah, it's a constant battle. Um, I want to start on the uh, uh, the bedroom dresser at some point, and my closet. That should, you know, that I, alone should do me until December. You know, I I finished cleaning out most of my apartment, and you know those um, Tupperware container. Not Tupperware would be a bad. You know those storage boxes? You mean those larger ones? Yeah. Yeah. I probably took out eight full loads of those and threw them in the garbage. Nice. Yeah. And I still have more to take out. So uh, feel free to join me and Chris on our pursuit of less stuff. Yep. So and please and please somebody buy my table and golf and my HeroScape collection. Well, you never know. So, yep. So uh, that's it. So uh, have a good one. Have a great one. <laughs>